When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to the Bad Taste Crime Podcast. I'm Janelle. I'm Vicky. And we have a surprise. Hi, it's me. <laughs> so yeah, we have a very special episode for you guys today. With us in live in the studio mm-hmm. in is person. the one and only Jacob Mayfield. Hi. Soft golf clip. Oh, yes. thank you. Oh. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. So you are, it's funny because I was trying to describe you to actually Wani, who's downstairs. But I have the description if you need it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I'm like, he's a magician medium. Yeah. (laughs) Which is the very basic. More of an extra large post-pandemic, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Psychic entertainer. (laughs) Fair, yeah. Mind reader, psychic entertainer. Fair. Wow. Yeah. So what, Fantastic human. We could say that. Oh, yes. Fantastic <laughs> human. Yeah. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about what you do? Yeah. Why you're here? What's, so, why, are, why, are, why are you here? Why are you, How did you wander in? Get out. Yeah. Um, so my name is Jacob Mayfield, and I'm a mind reader, a mentalist, and a psychic entertainer. So I pretty much, there's two big things that I do. I do a mind reading show, which is like a magic show. Um, have you guys ever seen my show? I have. She oh, did. Yes, I, have, have. I had French. to dip out earlier. Earlier, because I'm pretty sure I had to go home and write for another episode. That we I will allow it this time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I also do tarot and palmistry. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So that's I fun. love what I do. Mm-hmm. Have fun yes. doing it. Yes. I also love what you do. <laughs> oh, <thanks>. yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm really excited to have you on. Mm-hmm. It's um, awesome to have a different perspective that isn't us. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. us. I love you. Like, You're great. I'm pretty sure it's old hat. You know? Yeah. <laughs> pretty sure people are tired of listening to us talk. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, so we are absolutely excited to have you on the show today. Um, if this is, I had a special request, by the way. Oh. So if you are a returning listener, okay. a special hello to Ooh, you. Flipped it oh. and reversed I got it. yelled at, Hi. like, why do only new listeners get a special hello? And I was like, that's a great <laughs> question. Valid. You gotta keep the demographic, the base. Yeah. Also appreciate it. We love it. you so much. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into our very exciting episode today, let's head over to the newsroom. So I want to talk about sharks and cocaine. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
didn't see that coming this morning, did you? Uh, Tell me it's not the... news related. Just yeah. like talk about. Is it, it. like the cocaine yeah. hippos? <gasps> Do you remember? Oh, isn't that um, Pablo Escobar? Yeah, Pablo Escobar. Yes, yes. yes. not that. You know, well, you just gotta give your animals cocaine. I mean, maybe <laughs> we'll say tangentially related. Okay, okay. okay. So. I'm sure most of you know that there is a very large drug trade coming from South and Central America into the U.S. through Florida. Mm-hmm. We're nodding, and I was like, as we, we make sense. yes, <laughs> no, I do it all the time, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, yes, <laughs> to the mic, a- agrees noises. Yeah, this is an audio medium. <laughs> yes, so there's this huge drug trade that comes into Florida, and what they're finding is there's a lot of times if they run into trouble, get chased by cops or whatever, they're dumping large amounts of drugs into the ocean. Oh. Global warming and pollution. Yes. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a great article from Sky News. So just last month, which would be, let's see, we're recording this. What month is it? July. July. June. <laughs> um, U.S. Co- Coast Guard sees more than 14,000 pounds of cocaine in the Caribbean Sea and Atlantic Ocean, just for some scale. But marine biologists have actually been looking into this because they're noticing some really troubling trends with sharks that end up eating these like bricks of cocaine is this that are dumped getting... into the water so uh, there's been reports about sharks getting closer and closer to the shore <gasps> is it because they're on cocaine could be and they're it could looking be for a dealer <laughs> <laughs> yeah it could be and they've talked about um witnessing some species like great hammerheads that normally okay. avoid humans yeah. that are coming directly at them yeah <laughs> now that is um, the perfect shark head shape to do cocaine. I, that's <laughs> a that. hammerhead. Just it's a also like the sea is not for humans anymore. No, between the whales and now Just the sharks, rest the ocean and don't go in it. No, ever. for real, for real. Respect from a distance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they decided to um, test their theory out and put some packages that were filled with. Um, they were chumming with cocaine. It's, yeah. So it's they call it. Like, <laughs> just like curious, like how do you t- like? Yes. What is the ethics the CIA needs this? a lot of cocaine yes. for a shark experiment. <laughs> Wink. Operation. So, first they Blow were just. Hole. <laughs> Wink. Oh God. So first they. Just, they were just dropping um, bales that were not harmful. They didn't really okay. have anything in them just to just see the like reaction. Okay. And the sharks were going right for these bales instead of like these like dummy swans and stuff that they put in the ocean, right? So then they decided to try out with a bait ball made of highly concentrated fish powder, which huh. triggers a dopamine reaction, a dopamine rush that is similar to a hit of cocaine, but still ethical. Okay. You know, like ethical. They thought of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Can you imagine the person in the lab testing this? I, I was like, okay, hold on. Cocaine? Fish dopamine. Yeah. <laughs> same, same. But also like going to Thanksgiving as that scientist. So what are you working on? Well, we're working on shark cocaine. <laughs> Alternatives? Alternatives. Alternatives. Like, Alternatives. It's not great cocktail conversation. No. You know? That's true. That's yeah. very true. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Again, from the article, when the sharks ate the powder, the research sur- researchers saw them going wild. So, <laughs> they, <laughs> like with glow yeah. sticks. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Magic yeah. comes out of their gills. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, they then moved to dropping bales similar to this from an airplane to sort of directly simulate people just dropping them into the ocean if they were like, like, being tracked or getting getting in trouble or whatever. 
Um, and they basically are just saying that these sharks are going for all these bales of cocaine. So, like, it's kind of troubling. We've Pavloved the shit out of them. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I've never been so engaged by a news story in <laughs> right? years. And like, it's not I'm just like, what? everyone can come together over the cocaine shark. Yeah, it's right. a non bipartisan issue. Yeah, literally. Cocaine sharks. Literally. Uh-huh. Who's going to run on that platform? <laughs> right? The Green Party, I hope. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the white party. Yeah. <laughs> and it's sort of like spawned this new research avenue where people, <laughs> researchers are like, what are pharmaceuticals going to do to ocean fish and ocean mammals? Like, well, how about the rivers and the lakes that we're used to? What about those no. those have tons of those are too, too far them. gone the we're already past that <laughs> the ohio <laughs> yeah so it has kind of created this like whole other industry of like research research yeah yeah it's crazy so i mean lesson learned don't dump your cocaine into the ocean please yeah okay. no. Hot take. Maybe, Don't do it. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, right? Maybe that's why the orcas are going after all the billionaires, because they stopped dumping their cocaine. That's like, probably roids, though. Uh, they probably I, are getting roids. Oh, yeah, rage. I could see yeah. that. I could see that. I'm really into the orca news. And, like, I oh, shouldn't God. be, because, like, it's violence. But, like, every time I hear someone, like, some tech that? bro... <laughs> If you're a tech bro on a yacht being attacked by a whale and you're like, isn't this hilarious? Until the point, like, it's capsized. I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, happened. I'm, I'm not mad about it. I'm not yeah. mad. I don't promote, but also not mad. Exact. That's my take on it. Yes. Exactly. I, yeah. like, I not do mad, promote. But. I promote the anarchists of the sea. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. When are squids going to get in on this? I mean, there is, there's already a legend. Giant right? squids. With yeah. all the tentacles. No, like, you know you. they're up to something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know it. And they're super oh my God. smart. Yeah, fuck them. They also have the largest eyes of any ocean creature, so mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. Listen, yeah. It's this creepy. is a marine podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We've just yeah, yeah. switched demographics hard. Okay, you know what? Let's switch it up. Okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna move on to Netflix and Kill, mm-hmm. which this week is uh Max and Kill with okay. probably oh. the weirdest fucking documentary I also I've hate ever how they watched. Changed it to Max. I'm just getting like oh, I know. I'm trying to recondition my brain to be like yeah max Ew. instead of hbo max mm-hmm. but whatever um so this week we are talking about the curious case of natalia grace oh my god have either of you watched this? yes i only saw the preview <laughs> okay so you kind of have a an yeah. inkling yeah whatever you think it is it's not it is totally bonkers mm-hmm. it's fucking bonkers what it's fucking bonkers everyone is messed up yes everyone. yeah and i had i remember seeing this come in and i think it's um a holdover from discovery plus so it was okay. probably like a discovery plus original um it centers around um this young woman we'll say for at the moment age questioning age <laughs> age questioned yeah where natalia grace gets adopted by a family, the Barnetts. Um, she, they are under the impression that she is an orphan from the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And she is also a little person. Um, mm-hmm. She has a, a specific form of dwarfism that is very um, uncommon. Yeah. Huh. Super uncommon, very degenerative, um, comes with a lot of its own issues, right? Well, then they're like, we don't think she's a kid. We've all been there. They are bathing her and find <laughs> pubic hair. And they're Alleg- under- We're going to put allegedly Allegedly, allegedly find pubic allegedly. hair. Um, she at the time was like six, I think, when she was adopted. So okay. like, they're like, okay, we don't. You know, also people very clearly ignorant of 
um, things that come along with any of these dwarfism conditions. Yes. Like <clears throat> there's some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, then Christine, um, the mother, starts claiming she was having a period and that she's actually older. She mm-hmm. looks older and she's acting older and she must be older. And then they have her reaged up in the courts to like 22 and they drop her off in an apartment and they're like, Please get out of our life. Meanwhile, in the midst of all this, there is allegedly all of this family confrontation going on where she's threatening to kill the family and she is like doing all like trying to attack the mother and like urinating. They're talking about her urinating in the car to like get back at one of their other sons and like it's crazy, right? So this is all happening. They drop her off in an apartment. They're like, you're on your own. And then they start getting um, accused of – Child, it's a combination of child abandonment and um, neglect of a disabled adult mm-hmm. because the age is questioned. What? The age is a question, this whole thing, mm-hmm. right? So then they start going to courts. Well, actually, we're finding out maybe she is actually a child based mm-hmm. on DNA and medical evidence. Oh, wow. and they uh, find her mother in the Ukraine. They find no. her mother oh. <laughs> to confirm they, um, Christine, the adoptive mother, is, we're finding out, incredibly fucking abusive. Oh, and probably the father, probably. I will say he has been acquitted okay. of his charges. Mm-hmm. Um, he's fucking weird. They're all but like, so The whole thing is so weird. weird. Describe the flavor of weird. Because we're currently doing a podcast about crimes yes. with a mind reader. So yes. I'm like, what do we um, consider weird? He's Just very... Like, so know. the vibe I get, I honestly... <laughs> To me, he's a cocaine shark. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Now, yeah. Imagine a he shark always on has cocaine. wide eyes. Yeah, his he eyes reminds are like, oh. me a <laughs> lot of these people that we went to high school with that were sort of <laughs> Sorry. drama people. That okay. everything was a show. Everything yes. was very oh, over dramatic. Okay. There's these scenes where he's like standing there talking with a baseball bat and yeah. is like, why? And he breaks down into crying and he's just like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, and sometimes there's face. tears and I'm just like, sometimes what? there's not. There's a scene where he acts out some of the abuse that he witnessed and he's like literally punching the fucking ground mm-hmm. and doing all of these theatrics. I also get this like like he like he's on the spectrum. Yeah. He's on the spectrum. Yeah. And this is like his I think his child is too like they're interviewing well, them and they, it feels a little exploitative. They start like, in the beginning yeah. their oldest son has Asperger's okay. and is incredibly smart. Okay. Like getting working on his masters at like 16 and doing get all this it. crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I do wonder if there is, because I mean, some of that is um, hereditary. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. there is, like, just yeah. genetically hereditary. But they like, a thousand percent exploited that, because oh, yeah. then the mother wrote oh, yeah. a book about him. Oh, and, yeah. Like, Wait, the mother wrote a book? About this, the, you know, very intelligent son. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, like, didn't mention that fact, you know, that he was on the spectrum. Because then, when they're interviewing stuff, he's having a hard time, like, talking to them and making yeah. eye contact. And yeah. it was just, like, really sad. <laughs> Oh my god oh my and also probably my favorite part of this whole fucking thing is they have a jinx moment did you watch the jinx uh, about robert durst yeah yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah yeah okay so they have a fucking jinx moment where mics they are still on mics, mics are, still, are on. still on and oops we were talking about some shit that we probably should have been talking about and then there's this big explosive accusation at the end that never gets answered you never find out what it is and it just ends if you have it's crazy. a document if you have a television crew 
don't say shenanigans stuff till they leave. Right. No, like, no, like right. that's the key. Yeah, exactly. That's they're, the key. they're like on a break away, obviously out of the eyes of the camera. And yeah. he and his son are talking and, and his son's like, okay, so we agreed that we're not going to talk about the kicking down the stairs. No, thing. we talk about oh, that and at the IHOP two days before the camera crew shows <laughs> yeah. up. And All then right. afterwards not he's like, oh it. fuck, my mic is still on. Yeah. How do you not know a microphone's on you? <laughs> also saying that is only furtheringly incriminating, right? Because right? mm-hmm. you right. could be like, but we were joking because we're sillies. Right. But if you're like, oh no, my mic's on, it's yeah. like, that doesn't help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It does not help the situation. Not that the dad cares. He's just like, well, just tell me you don't want to talk about it. He's, uh, it's all what? very strange. Yeah. It's all very strange. The documentary answers zero questions. Yeah, no, it raises but, a thousand more questions. And a lot <laughs> of this is ongoing too. Mm-hmm. Um, Like his, the father's court case resolved in like 2020 or 2021. Mm-hmm. Oh, so wow, like, yeah. and I think Christine still has yet to go to trial. Right. Uh, Michael Burnett is the okay. name of the father. So um, this is still ongoing. I frankly wanted an episode at the end of like the camera crew interviewing them and being like these people were the weirdest to work with. <laughs> oh my god because i get the vibe that he directed some of his own scenes why oh, don't you I'm guys sure. sit here and i'll come over and i'll do oh, this 100%. thing with the bat and do and then he throws the bat the bat scene was like what the fuck it's just it was batty it was you batty you <laughs> elicited <laughs> something deep in me i want documentary crews now to have like you know how they'll do an episode of like the real housewives like a year later yes i don't want that i want a documentary cruise where it's the crew talking about like the fan Family. Oh yeah. yeah. I would pay just like one at the end. Like Netflix, I'd pay extra for it. A behind the scenes oh, of yeah. how it was to work with because some of these things get really fucking weird. Oh, I want the person who runs like the craft food table to be like, <laughs> they spat in the melons every day. Yeah. No idea why, but they mm-hmm. did. Like, I want because you because you know there's yeah. like right. Because if you can sense that just with a little bit of a peek, you know there's like bonkaroos stuff going on like oh, it's yeah. yeah crazy especially yeah. with some like there are some reality shows where you're like how like Vanderpump <gasps> Rules for example like girl <laughs> let's get a quick update on the streaming services because I just found out that I got Peacock Plus for uh-huh. uh, basically until 2025 Ooh. and started watching Vanderpump Rules from episode one last night Wait, See, what I watched season the was first the f- two seasons, yes. jumped to the last season, and then I went back. Who the fuck mm. goes by Stassi? What the fuck is that? Yeah. Some real... M- I also... I love watching shows like that where it's like... Because how long has that been on now? Uh, Since like the early 2010s. Yeah. Right. So like... Like... Gr- like so it's Gross. fun because like you kind of know what's going to happen in the world as you watch. Mm-hmm. You're like, we'll see about yes, that. Yeah. This is the same feeling I had watching yeah. Sister Wives. Mm, I've been yes. on a Sister Wives kick recently. Ooh. Um, Are you even watching like Downton Abbey? I'm like, mm-hmm, we'll see what happens. Yeah, right. Oh my God. The stock market's going to yeah. crash, you idiot. <laughs> Will the World War One come to England? <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. I know. <laughs> it's true. Um, um, so anyway, yes, <laughs> I would <laughs> highly recommend. Um, it's I can't even do it justice on this yeah. show because it's like so twisting and winding. Mm-hmm. Um, it but it's called definitely the most bizarre. One it's I've super ever bizarre. Watched, yeah. It's you know what? After watching um, how to uh, create a sex scandal, mm-hmm. they are mm. like hitting these documentaries where like, oh, you think it's one thing? Oh, just kidding, it's a totally different oh. thing. Oh wait. Actually, there's this other thing. They're like killing it. <laughs> oh, on it's that. what I'm here for. I want a yes. documentary that's no sense of like traditional build or story. Plot. Yes. My yeah. Fr- like the Bigfoot one that was on Hulu. Where it's. Do you not see this one? Uh, maybe. Oh. So, oh. Was it the weed one? Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts with like, we're on the hunt for Bigfoot, and then it's like, 
wait a minute, this might be a drug trafficking thing. Yes, and I have seen that. Oh, it's delightful. Oh man, so yeah, good. It's kind oh. of weird, and that's a, that was a little weird too because it is like this sort of, uh, and it's like a hard turn. Yes. Like you're watching the first few episodes, you're like, oh, that's kind of cool, and then it's yeah. like, it's drugs. Yeah, because like, huh. they're talking. They're talking about Bigfoot coming in and oh, like yeah. stealing marijuana plants and killing people. You know, like, and this is, good, this good, is good, like good. California mountain lore, you know. Yeah, like, I mean, well, that makes sense. Yeah, because now we have sharks on cocaine, orcas. <laughs> yeah, cocaine bear. Drug, cocaine, cocaine bear, cocaine bear, weed right? Bigfoot. He's the only one who's relaxed about the whole thing. <laughs> I, <laughs> unless you know, you can get weed psychosis. Mm. I, so. <laughs> We're going to have to go to Bigfoot in the studio for that, Bigfoot. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> if you wanted to check that out, it's called The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. It's on Max. I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. This is that part of the show where we say content may not be appropriate for all listeners. But I got to be honest, I don't even know because Vicky, we didn't also, prepare this. Yeah, also, I don't know because we're going to do a flip it and reverse it really hard today. Yes. We're getting told stories at it's the same great time. <laughs> i'm trying to think any content warnings i guess if you are sensitive to matters of the mystical <laughs> content warning um yeah. i mean there's if, no is there like child murder no, is there I, rape th- there is, is there... like somebody does get shot in the head okay okay so, so murder regular murder regular murder, murder. So, murder. there's murder um that's fine and there's <laughs> fake ectoplasm Ooh. so i'm gonna say a warning on both of those <laughs> okay okay so when i originally was i sent you like this huge list of like i have all these things i'm an expert on and then you pick something where i'm like wait i'm not an expert on <laughs> oh no but like you've never done that okay can i yeah. just say that is classic janelle <laughs> oh but like to choose the one thing that's like Okay, yeah, maybe not so strong on that. <laughs> but like, it's funny because I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm good at, I'm so smart. Not like, yeah. just like writing with my Lisa Frank <laughs> yeah. notebook. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I don't know, like, anything about that. That's like me putting Excel on my resume. You're yeah. like, you're like, I don't Excel at it. But like, no, I know how to type numbers right. into how a hard field. are numbers in boxes? Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll Google it. So, what, the original idea was let's talk about two cases that were solved by psychic detectives. And after I agreed to that, I was like, I'm not going to do that. Cause I got very <laughs> like distracted and confused. Yeah. And then I sent like this very shameful email to Janelle. I'm like, dearest Janelle, I have, there's been research questionable. Bl- yeah. So this is what we're doing today. We're going to talk about one case where there's a criminal case caused by psychic mediumship. Okay. Which leads to the uh, like the repelling of a law and wartime scandal. And then we're going to talk about, we're going to do like an <laughs> in-depth it. look at a psychic detective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. It, so let's just get to it. I'm really yes. excited. Let's I, you know what? It's interesting. Before you before you get started, get I'm already tapping my papers. Yes. I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. This is something that we run into a lot when we're talking about cases. Mm-hmm. And actually, when we're going to record later today, um, kind of ran into the same thing where you're like, I have this really great idea but yes. just like the the bulk of research is not there like you do need kind of I had such a blast researching it yeah. too which like was also like a delightful nerdy moment because I'm like <laughs> this is why we do it seriously <laughs> yeah, yeah totally because I'm like oh my and like I'm doing like many hours beyond the research need where I'm like oh yeah this is 
fascinating. Okay. <laughs> you end up in a rabbit hole. So this is part of an 18 parts series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. On I don't have to work for the sharks. next three months. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the first person we're going to talk about is Helen Duncan. So Helen Duncan is known as the final woman to be imprisoned under the British Witchcraft Act. Okay. Ooh. All right. So she was born Victoria Helen McRae Duncan on November 25th, 1897. And... The, she was often referred to as the last person to be in prison, not just like charged, but like put in jail for the British Witchcraft Act of 1735. Jesus. Super relevant. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask a question out the gate. When do you, so 1735, when do you think they repealed it? If you had to guess. 17, okay. We're talking about England. Yeah. This is the Brits. Jolly L. 1735. Interestingly enough, they actually yes. are on top of their shit way before the U.S. ever yeah. is all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, I'm going to say somewhere in the 1900s. Yeah, I'm going to say 1925 or something. Yeah, Ooh. I would say like 1926, 19... <laughs> Price is Right style. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more like 1918, actually a little earlier. Mm-hmm. The answer is, lock in your vote at home now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> 1951. <laughs> But we did at right. least yeah. the right like, yeah. <laughs> There are people listening mm-hmm. where it was illegal to do witchcraft in England during That's their true. lifetime. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. I mean, witchcraft is a real problem these days. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> like, but I just thought that was like yeah. nuts. And it actually does come into like, we're not already gonna get into tangent. I'm in my first paragraph of notes here. <laughs> but like it does come up a lot in the 20th century with like you couldn't like publish like Things on like magic I with a K. Alistair Crowley. He's oh, the one yes. who did it dirty. He, yeah. <laughs> He's God, like, they're having orgies. We can't allow this like, witchcraft. Not today, <laughs> Yeah. That's yeah. really interesting. That is one of those things that you wouldn't think would leach into such close modern times. Right. Like in the history of, of the world, 1950s is not that no, long ago. Because <laughs> um, Queen Elizabeth, she became monarch like mid 50s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she was the last reigning monarch that country had, was almost monarch during this. Mm. <laughs> Jeez, she, right. she ran on a platform you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was controversial but she did it yeah. she's like I was born <laughs> um, so <laughs> Helen was speaking of born she was born in Colander Scotland um, and she apparently had psychic abilities starting during childhood she apparently could uh, um, accurately predict local events had visions and as an adult she married Henry Duncan and had six children because five was not enough. Yeah. Um, Unlucky. <laughs> and eventually her husband ended up kind of um, managing her career as a medium. Okay. So I'm, and I never asked either of you this. Have ever, either of you been to a seance? Yes. <gasps> Janelle. <laughs> um, I'm more no. of a believer in these things okay. than Yeah, he I'm is. definitely the skeptic. I'm yeah, no. still attend though. Like, I, I have like, not. altered not... stuff in my home. Okay. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a, <laughs> I've not been to like a legit seance, but there's also part of yeah. me that's like, if I mean, this... we tried. I wouldn't say that it was effective, but we tried. Oh yeah, <laughs> we did do a ghost <gasps> hunt thing. Oh. Uh-huh. That was we've done like we've done some like stuff together. We but, have like, I've yeah. also done some stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm trying life. to. I I feel like seances are one of those things that always I'm a little leery about. Yeah, because I'd I'm also like, be leery if this is real. Like I don't want to invite this into my life. I don't need that. I got enough regular life stress. Circle, Vicky. Salt circle. Yeah. <laughs> well, and sometimes, especially when people are communicating with family members, I'm like, so what's your question? 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Just checking in. Just like, <laughs> yeah. could I just send like a GIF text to them? Yeah. Like, what's right? the seance equivalent yeah. of that? I just want to ask my grandma, did she really think my mom was a bitch? <laughs> like, she acted like it. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But Nana. So, anyway, so one of the most controversial aspects of Duncan's mediumship was that she wasn't very good at it. <laughs> um, so the first thing happened, 18, 1928, uh, they do this huge investigation of her, and I'm just double-checking my notes for anyone following along at home. <laughs> so the photographer Harvey Metcalf goes in, and she's like, yeah, take pictures during it. It'll be great. The pictures are not great. Like, you're going to want to oh, Google no. these. For if, <gasps> if you're driving... Don't Wait, Google. But yeah. if you're in a safe place, just Google Helen Duncan, oh my God, Henry right yes, now. I want you to Google that right now. I'm going to keep going. Interactive. But uh, they don't look great. And then in 1931, the London Spiritualist Alliance did an investigation, found out her ectoplasm, which is like the gunk you regurgitate. Mm -hmm. They're like, it's cheesecloth. Yeah. Then <laughs> Harry Price does an investigation in 31 and is also like, she's super fake. And Harry Price as a psychic investigator. Oh, heavens. Oh, right. I need reaction scouts. <laughs> okay. What are we saying? Here's the thing. It's like, that was a... This looks like BDSM. <laughs> yes. Literally. I'm just saying, like, Literally. Whoa. This was a super common practice to use yes. the cheesecloth as ectoplasm, ectoplasm yeah, at yeah, the time. Yeah. And there are... I remember back in the day when I was a little less skeptical than mm -hmm. I am now, that seeing those pictures and being like, oh, this is crazy. Like, this shit is... Because it looked more i don't want to say realistic but it looked more believable it yes. was more like ethereal and a little more and in the context of a seance room like cheesecloth would be very effective yes. like it sounds what yeah. i was talking about it, looking at a photo like it sounds really dumb yeah but yeah you know like in a really darkened space when everything's hiding yeah the right setting like that can be terrifying yeah but i know did you see the picture with like the puppet yes yes yeah it's... why honey why <laughs> I, also the outfit yeah. is leaving me it's just i yes. feel like there Perplexed. are people doing the same thing that made it look way more believable than this because this right? is just yeah. like i shoved a dish towel in my mouth exactly yes. <laughs> and like harry houdini like we talked about him going trying to oh, yeah. like a real one so he could communicate with his wife and like mother or sorry yeah. yeah um and they were a thousand times like more convincing right yeah you're trying to trick harry houdini Right, yeah. right. Yeah, no, this is not convincing. Yeah. So I'm going to say at present, we're unsure of her uh, legitimacy. <laughs> um, so, you know, she in 1928, she's shown to be a fraud, 31, shown to be a fraud. But then the big thing happens in 1941. So 10 years after, everyone was like, I'm not so sure, Ellen. So she's doing a seance, and it caught the attention of authorities because it was during World War II. And... What happened is the ghost of a sailor, uh, like a sailor spirit, allegedly disclosed that his ship, the HMS Barham, Barham, had sunk. And the sinking was real, but the news was not public yet. Okay. And it was kept a secret because there was one to keep morale high among, mm. like, the citizens. So the news was not made public, but the seance was, and it was seen as, like, proof of her abilities. Uh, because she had predicted this thing that she couldn't possibly have known. Yo. So I'm going in for hot takes. Vicky Yo. Janelle, what do you think? Come on. I just, I mean, that's that's probably, so how did she find out? Exactly. How so, did she, I guess, how did she find out? Because I feel even with this stuff, especially back in the day when it was like, well, we got to keep this secret. It mm -hmm. wasn't hard to find somebody who would tell you secrets for some yeah, money or something. Blabbing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's blabbing down by the docks. Yeah. And. <laughs> and Doc talk. 
<laughs> and I just I just feel like it's an easy way to like convince oh yeah people. You know what I mean? I don't know. Hot take Janelle. <laughs> I mean Pay a guy down by the dock. He'll give yeah. you info for a blowjob. Like, let's be real. Girlers have big mouths. So yeah. I don't necessarily <laughs> if that is, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I'm going to say questioning. Qu- so <laughs> obviously questioning, but there was a really big concern about this because there was a concern that she was revealing wartime secrets. Oh, so the government shit. was like, we need to lock this down <laughs> right now. <laughs> so... How are they going to do that? They're like, well, well, what are we going to imprison her for? Like, mm-hmm. like, how could we? We can't take her to trial for saying things that are true. But you could take her to trial because there was still that 1735 Witchcraft Act. <laughs> so they, so oh my God. in 1944, they arrest her under the Witchcraft Act and because they were fearful she would reveal more secrets. And the trial is a total circus. It's a total spectacle. The Duncan defense team brings up witnesses who attest to her authenticity as a spirit medium. And they go through all this stuff. And despite her efforts, they end up having her serve nine months in prison Yo. under the British Witchcraft they Act. They should have just shown those photos and they'd be like, oh, yeah, look how like, real this is. I know. <laughs> Check out that cheese cl- I mean, uh, I <laughs> well, and Because that ended up being a big part of the case was there were all these people who were like, well, she's obviously fraudulent. But mm-hmm. then the defense team was like, well, no, she's super realsies. <laughs> uh, but also it wasn't a, a fraudulent act. It was a British Witchcraft Act. Mm-hmm. So there was also... Can you try someone if they're not actually doing the crime? Yeah. yeah. Is like mediumship really witchcraft also? Yeah. Like there's that question. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like what what could go under the umbrella of, of witchcraft? Like yeah. could astrology be witchcraft? Yeah. Could a microwave be witchcraft? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah, scientist. right. And She's cloth artistry. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's the thing is when the laws were enacted, like witchcraft was pretty much anything that was like anti-christian essentially yeah. like or anything <laughs> yeah. a woman did yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like mm, like christian female not into it very broad oh, yeah. laws for witchcraft because even if you were like i i don't you know there's so many things hysteria mm-hmm. lands in that sort of you know right same camp so mm-hmm. she goes to prison but it did lead to the repeal of the witchcraft act in um, 51, but they replaced it with, drumroll please, oh, the God. Fraudulent Mediums Act of 1951. <laughs> okay. And, ha- yes, what were you saying? No, I just, I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So Keep going. <laughs> enacted in 51, when do you think this law was repealed? Uh, when did John Edwards start? <laughs> <laughs> Around God. then, late 90s? Yeah, because in theory, then anyone doing mediumship on like British on like the BBC, it would be illegal. Yeah, Mm -hmm. in theory. So hot takes. What are you thinking? I'm gonna put put you in the hot seat. What are you thinking? Uh, Ninety two. Yeah, I (laughs) think it's possible. It's still in effect. (gasps) You're both wrong. Yeah, but we love two thousand (laughs) eight. Okay. What? Right. So what's okay? I I have so many questions. Right. So what is it similar to the witchcraft law in just like how broad it is as far as what's considered mediumship and what? I think what makes this law tricky because Houdini tried to do this in the United States, having a, like an anti-fraudulent mediums act. Is how can you prove you're not doing something? Mm. Yeah. So when you get into that 
negating Terry. It's almost like an academic could where it's he like then also be charged with that because he was kind of doing some uh, right. So borderline gets, questionable things. So it gets tricky because it's like in like academics, if you have a research project that's based on something not happening. That's way harder than like this happened. So how yeah. do you even begin that? And the way it was repealed to it, I'd have to, I don't have this in my notes. Google it, folks. <laughs> um, but it was something like when they joined like the EU, there was something within like joining with other laws where it just had to be cut out. So I don't think it was being actively yeah. enforced at yeah. that time. Yeah, because the rest of the EU was pretty mystical. They yeah. were like, get with. <laughs> They're like, get with it, England. Because I'm also not, I this might be a hot frigid take. Brits. <gasps> I am also not entirely opposed to something like this. Mm. Mainly, mm-hmm. but it would have to be like very, like way narrowed down in scope. Yes. Yeah, because I, I think just general fraud. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like there's exactly. a lot of, um, I think, people who claim to be like mediums oh, yeah. that are fraudulent and taking yeah. advantage of people. And it's super damaging, not only like monetarily, financially, but mm-hmm. like mentally. Oh, very much so. You know, and I, that's the fucked up part. You're, you're a like, non-professional getting in the way of someone's grieving process yeah. if you're fraudulent. Yeah. Like that's terrible. Yeah. And I even think about like, so like I do tarot and palmistry and I was thinking mm-hmm. of like the storefront psychic it says five dollar palm reading right you go in you have the five dollar reading but then you find out that you're cursed and it's gonna cost two hundred dollars in candles yeah but i think you're right janelle it kind of goes with like general fraud Mm -hmm. and also not making it so broad that it it's almost like is like what's even happening where it becomes like hard to define right yeah Um, right or sometimes you'll also see where it's um because part like so spiritualism like the religion involves mediumship so to have an anti-medium law yeah would impose on someone's like uh freedom of religion right i don't want to do that i'm just saying i'm not i'm not i'm also not about the cheesecloth ectoplasm right 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 right, right. so we gotta find that yeah, that's is there right. a happy me- medium? Do <laughs> we make a joke? <laughs> God, oh boy. Shirts not available for that. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so after a release, Duncan continued to do seances. <laughs> okay. Which is, I mean, I got to give her credit. 28, proven you to be get a fraud. That bread, yeah. 31, <laughs> fraud. Goes to jail. She's like, let's just keep doing this. Yeah. So she passes away December 6, 1956. And she has this lasting impact on spiritualism and also the legal landscape concerning mediumship and psychic abilities in Britain. And her big claim to fame now is that she still considers Scotland's last witch. So hot takes on Helen Duncan, guys. That's pretty cool. I mean, she's definitely a fraud. (laughs) She was a tryhard. Definitely a tryhard. So was was the law repealed after she got out of prison or while she was in prison? No, it was after she got out of prison. I think there was, because it was still mid-World War II. Yeah. So I think they were just like busy. We'll take care of that. Yeah. Put that like lower on the list. more important things to worry about. Nazi stuff. That's top (laughs) priority. This, like number 12 on the list. Yeah. Um. I, I think okay. it was repealed later because people saw it as like an infringement of like belief. Because mm-hmm. like there are people who practice who practice witchcraft as a religion, and you can't do that legally in Britain right. if there's an anti witchcraft act. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's interesting. Is yeah. she a fraud? I'm gonna say probably. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I don't know her. I wasn't there, <laughs> so I can't like speak with a hundred percent certainty. I mean, if you yeah, live in Scotland, it can be easy to believe of mystical things, right? Yeah, it's beautiful, right. it's ethereal. Yeah. You'd be like, yeah, it's true, but, it's in me. Su- <laughs> but like, super weird, and also yeah. like such a, a weird thing to stumble on because it's really a, a psychic 
not a psychic detective, someone solving a case, but someone causing a case. Yeah. Which I just thought was like interesting. Yeah. And honestly, I think those, well, maybe at that time they'd be more like in the public purview. But like, I also don't think those are laws that people necessarily think about all the time because the people practicing witchcraft is not. I mean, it is a large community, but yeah. like when you're talking in comparison to say Christianity mm-hmm. at the time yeah. was like a one percent of people. You right. know what I mean? It's like, a monarchy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is Church of sum- England, <laughs> right? Which is like a symptom of like a Church of England, yeah, and like divine, yeah, yeah. like yeah. yeah. So it's it's weird, and I think you're right too, especially with some of these like older laws. Mm-hmm. Like I'll hear just kind of like in my normal like Google News updates where it's like. Yeah small town in New York repeals anti-psychic voodoo law. Where right. It's something written that's like all over the place and people are going through books and they're like, this is ridiculous. We need to like... Yeah. And it hasn't been enforced off. in a while or brought up right. in a while or whatever. Um, like we haven't really talked about this in 80 yeah. years. So... Yeah. So I can see that just like yeah. being one of those things that just hung around yeah. until it came up. Well, the thing too <laughs> is like what politician is going to come and be like, listen, hot take. We need to repeal this right now. <laughs> like I don't think it's I a priority I can think of like of five people. people currently that would be like, we need to get rid of these witchcraft laws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, or harder witchcraft laws, frankly. Yeah, you that know. might be the way things are Satan. going. No more Satan. Satan right? worshiping. <laughs> yeah. So that's Helen Duncan. Historical, super interesting. But I wanted to find someone a little more, less easy to, well, let's just get into it. She's okay. fascinating. Her name is Noreen Rainier. So she's a renowned psychic detective and she's made herself uh, like a name for herself by not only collaborating with lots of different law enforcement agencies, but also working with the FBI in a way okay. that she's like been publicly recognized. So she's known for involvement in over 400 cases, and she just has this unique insight to help unravel mysteries. So she also apparently predicted her own heart attack. Um, I and mean, that might be that hard. <laughs> that one you're going to have to sell like, me yeah, on a I little harder. <laughs> and it ha- I guess yeah. the question is like, what was the distance between Also, that? is she uh-huh. eating like five cheeseburgers a day? Because I could predict a heart attack too. Yeah, like, okay. come on. <laughs> you know, like her yeah, doctor may have been predicting that from the 80s. All right, right. Um, but what's interesting is her cases, uh, we're going to get into some quotes and like two cases specifically. There's a lot of evidence that we have to really kind of untangle. So my first question for both of you is like, what do you think a psychic detective does? Nothing. Nothing. I, I think of like a collects a check. Chat. So like it's like a USA show yeah. where it's like, oh, he's get, he's fumbling and bumbling into all these cases. Might as well be one yeah. psychic detective. That well, I just made a show. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, well, and that was the hardest part with researching was mm-hmm. there's a lot of media on psychic detectives, yeah. but it's so through a lens of the the want for it to be successful and amazing far outweighs the want for skepticism. So it was hard to find people that I thought were worthy of like profiling yeah. where I felt like we had good like stuff. Yeah. Um, I feel like as far as when you're talking about psychic detectives or yeah. people that help law enforcement yeah. in that capacity, I do feel like there's a tendency for them to reach out to law enforcement yeah. more yes. than we're gonna talk about the that law later, enforcement. 100%. Okay. But yes. I think, I think that, is adds a different color yeah. to it a and little I'm bit. Sure but I've, yes. like I remember seeing things in the nineties, like television news where yes. it was yes. saying you know, very similar things to that where it's like this woman in this field is like, I know something. 
Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and I also, pretty sure they tried that on the Stephen Avery case at yes. some point. Oh, they do it in yeah. pretty much any major case. That's when you know things are really going to shit, is they're just like, all right, bring in the psychic. <laughs> well, and I also think from a news standpoint, some media cycles go with it because they're like, yeah. we want to keep covering. Mm-hmm. But nothing's happened on this case in months. Yeah. And I think that there's also an incentive. So because of that, it, it gets hard to just find, like, facts, yes. more or less. Yeah. So here are some quotes about Noreen that I just think are really interesting. Okay. Um, which is, first one is, remarkably, mm-hmm. the lost man's body was found exactly where Rainier said it would be. People scoffed at us for seeking out a psychic's help, but Noreen's input was quite incredible, even a bit spooky. Detective Sergeant John Burkles of Oxford, Ohio Police Department... Um, next quote, she helped us locate a plane containing the body of a relative of an FBI agent, retired FBI specialist agent Robert Ressler. And without Noreen Rainier, we would not have located Norman Lewis. I'm extremely impressed with her abilities. She told us things that she would have had she would have had to have been an eyewitness to have known, and that's Olin Slaughter, unfortunate last name, mm-hmm. Chief of Police, Williston Police Department. She did all the murders. serial killer all (laughs) all 400 cases she solved she did all of that busy um (laughs) but what i think is interesting is like to have so many law enforcement individuals make public statements in ohio well and (laughs) because i I don't see ohio as like the most friendly place to be like i really believe in this psychic lady no no um so it's (laughs) Ohio. Interesting. Yeah. Um, as far as how yeah. psychic detectives work, obviously, like, there's different forms of abilities that people can claim and use, but what Noreen uses is psychometry. And psychometry is the idea that an object um, has, like, a special meaning or energy. Okay. Um, and the best way... A horcrux, if you would. <laughs> if you would. <laughs> For all of our Harry um, Potter listeners on that. I don't... Listen, I do not want to offend all of our <laughs> psychic listeners by saying your shit's a horcrux. You no. Know? But... We're just saying. Yeah. For you people know. who aren't familiar. Yeah. Sure, if you need, if you need <laughs> something to latch on to. Okay. Uh, but I think that if you're skeptical, kind of the best way to think about psychometry is the reason someone would go to a museum or want to touch an object. So if I go to see the Mona Lisa, I'm going to fly to France... I'm going to stand behind six feet of tourists. Mm-hmm. It's behind two sheets of like glass. There's all this space. There's two guards. Why not just like order a poster? Mm-hmm. Why would why would anyone feel compelled to see it in that setting from such a distance behind all this glass? Like because it's the thing. Exactly. It's the real it's thing. The thing. Mm-hmm. Or like if you've ever been to like a jewelry store, like if yeah. you go to like somewhere like like a Tiffany's, and like, do you want to try some stuff on? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Like, you know who you're talking yes. to right now, right? <laughs> Tiffany, you're like, what a stretch. You're like, I know a Tiffany. I know a Tiffany. I've been around Tiffany lamps, just not. I've seen one. Yeah, I've seen one (laughs) Mm -hmm. from a distance. But like, when people like, I want to, I want to try it on. Yeah, it's like, well, it's gonna be cold and heavy. Yeah, (laughs) just like my heart. (laughs) Not not gonna be hot. But so, like, why do people want to touch it? And and that's like the idea of it. So I think even though it can feel really like out there for some people, Mm. a lot of people have that like need to like, well, I want to go see the Mona Lisa. Like, I want to be in the room. Yeah. But it, like, why? Yeah, no that's a that's a really good analogy yeah. because I think um, I get that feeling. Yeah, like right? I totally get that. Like, and it's it, totally illogical. Yeah, and it's even, even honestly even as simple as like ordering stuff online. Sometimes you're like, I'd rather go to a store, look at it, pick it up, hold it. You yeah, know? like, but and there's no reason either. No, or even th- with no. things like when you're ordering groceries, like yeah. produce, it's like I'm sure it'll do a fine job. But it's like, well, I want to just like I want to touch it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it, it kind of goes to that feeling. 
so we were talking about 90s television earlier. <laughs> there are so many, she has been in so many forms of media. She's been on like every channel, every show you can think of between the 80s and 90s. But there was one show that she did such an exceptional job on. I kind of used it as like the core for my research. Because <laughs> okay. that way, if you're listening and you're like, I want to know more, you can go and like YouTube it. Okay. And it is season seven, episode 17 of Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> so yes. why? It, it, it's fascinating. First of all, she is in her reenactments. Which and is you, what we love. Yes. So we talk about all Which the time. I will say. Classic Unsolved Mysteries yeah. move. I do find very suspicious whenever someone's like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll I'll pretend I'm getting how murdered it, again. Yeah, like how is it not re-traumatizing for the actual like crimey parts? Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. But you also get to see her like do her thing, like work. So, in this episode, it's about the case of Jake and Dora Cole. So, on May 15th, 1986, Dora's on the phone with her daughter and uh, her daughter hears her scream her husband's name. And the uh, <laughs> No, I'm good. So sorry about that. <laughs> Keep it in so they know I'm real. Don't edit it out. I want this to feel right. <laughs> so the daughter hears a scream. She hears gunshots. She goes to the house. It's surrounded by police. Both Jake and Dora have been murdered. They both have been shot in the head. The kitchen door is discovered. That has been kicked in. Shells are found, but overall there's no evidence. Um, and the case goes totally cold so there's a few leads they do investigate some leads they all have alibis it all checks out and two years later the family is looking in a magazine because it's the past mm -hmm. those still existed um <laughs> listen i get food network magazine <gasps> for the recipes it's yeah. basically a cookbook they send to oh, yeah. you mm -hmm. every bon other month. magazine as well mm -hmm. so the photos good. i'm just oh, saying yummy. yes um so the, two years later, they're reading a magazine and they see an article on Noreen. So they decide to contact her. So the case has been cold. So in November 1988, she's brought onto the case after being sent some of their objects because she has to like touch them. And she describes the victim being on the phone, talking to a female and the crashing of the intruder coming in the home. And she even calls out what Doris said before her death. Um, and she describes where they were shot and that they recognize the killer. So that's okay. pretty intense. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. So the lieutenant on the case confirms that she's accurate about the crime scene and the victims. And now this part, I'm like, mm, but also you have to watch this on Unsolved Mysteries. Okay. It's, yes. They this put is going to be what I have to. They like, put her art. under hypnosis, <laughs> which is something oh she never God. brings up. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. But here's the thing, because normally I'm like. I would be a little so I'm a tarot and palm reader yeah and I obviously like believe in what I do mm -hmm. but I do have a strong degree of skepticism mm -hmm. I don't want people going out spending 40k on crystals yeah yeah right yeah. I and I don't want clients seeing me weekly yeah unneeded mm -hmm. but I'm like psychic medium on unsolved mysteries under hypnosis I was sus as the kids yeah. would say I was like mm -hmm. I'm not sure yeah I feel like hypnosis kind of lands in the same area of like recovered memory shit for oh, me it's like very it's kinda... michelle remembers like yeah. i could be manifesting anything in my head right so i'm like i don't know about this but under hypnosis she describes features of the killer and that he had done work for the couple and she asks for a first name like the, hypno the hypnotist and she gets the letter s um, but she's able to confirm different details. So then the police, um, the lieutenant places down 10 photographs in front of her, um, all turned upside down, and she touches the back of three. They flip them over. It's three people, one who has no relation to the case, really. One is the grandson, and the other is a friend of the grandson with a criminal record whose uh, name is Robert 
um, Skinner. Okay. So what they do is they go back, they recheck with those people. Their alibis do not hold up. And all three of them had planned a robbery murder and they're identified and they're all sent to jail. Okay. I have so many questions. Okay, shoot, what do you got? Why did they not check? Okay, if they have these people in a suspect list, you know, obviously they gave her range. Did they not check the alibis? They did check the alibis. They they didn't hold up two years later. Okay. You you know how in a lot of crime cases, the worst thing you can do is if you're lying and you either have to repeat that immediately or distantly in the future. Yeah. It Mm -hmm. it doesn't hold up. Right. Because I don't remember what I said to the police two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Probably something completely different. Right. Yeah. And it had also been cold for two years. So I would imagine that the individuals involved were like... We we got away with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And they had continued to like live in the town and like more or less act normally. Yeah. Um, But uh, some elements I find of the case are really interesting is they talk about there's some elements that she could not possibly have known, which in itself, I think, uh, you know, I want more details Mm -hmm. on that, but that is really compelling. Yeah. Um, And the fact that she puts down all the photographs and she doesn't look at them Mm -hmm. and she just touches the back. I also found very interesting. Mm -hmm. And also the fact that this police department was willing to go on television and be like, no, this is a... Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most surprising part, I think, of the whole thing. Right. Because that police are like, first of all, we need help. Second of yeah. all, yeah. from a woman who yeah. is a psychiatrist. Who lives in Florida. <laughs> yeah, right. right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. But so I found that really interesting. Yeah. But hold on to your hats, oh, guys. Oh, no. Okay. So in this Unsolved Mysteries, in the second part of the episode, the LAPD brings her in to work on a current case. Okay. And they film it. So I'd never seen this before. And I found this really interesting because it's easy to go back and be like, well, this is kind of what we remember and blah, blah, blah. And maybe some parts are just lied about. But like this is on television. It could be edited, but it's like this is an active case. We're seeking her. We're on TV. Like we're putting ourselves out there. Yeah. So what they do is she provides details that had not been released to the public. Okay. And the police department confirms that, which is compelling. Which to me is the more impressive thing than when somebody shows up after two year cold case right. and saying a bunch of stuff that was in already right that out, may have you know been released I mean? maybe not yeah. people could have talked about but like yeah. so current case she could still find that out via some means but that's pretty I, yeah. I, I do find that like interesting yeah so she also describes um, markings uh, that match tattoos of local gangs that were being investigated at the time once so for me compelling okay maybe maybe not um, and then she continued to provide details that the LAPD confirmed not only is true and other elements of the case that had not been released publicly at all. So the case is active during the episode and she's working with a police artist and they create a front facing sketch of okay. who they think the um, murderer is in this case. Mm-hmm. And an employee had seen someone getting away and they had a, a profile sketch and they match, but obviously a profile compared to a front facing are like right. there's distinctive elements. Right. You can tell like hair color. You could... Um, Guess like gender, probably. Yeah. But so that's still pretty impressive. Yeah. And the case is open and the end. But <laughs> if you've ever watched Unsolved Mysteries in the future, which is now, the best part is when there's an update. Yes. Yeah. And because you don't know what's going to happen. And you're also watching, you're like, okay, this was 20 years ago. Like, is there enough? Hopefully, yeah, hopefully it's solved by now. Yeah, yeah. Like, is it solved? We all know how the 80s worked. So. Right. So, this one was solved, and they had a picture of the person who was the murderer, and it matched the sketch. 
Interesting. Which, once again, I mean, you could argue, well, you know, these might be general features, but what I would say is if you're listening, watch the episode. I mean, I felt like it was a pretty solid match. Yeah. Wow. So, so what do you guys what do you guys think of it? What do you what do you make of Noreen <laughs> so far? I mean, that's a lot of cases. I'm st- I listen. I I will forever be like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I think yes. there is some compelling stuff, yeah, right? Like right? anytime that you're able to tell the police mm-hmm. or whoever details that are not necessarily public, that is pretty compelling because oh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of these like hot, cold reading techniques that where you right. kind of gather information and bring it in. And then it's mm-hmm. like, I forgot about that. Ooh, nobody knows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. And I do want to talk about some of the skepticism. With yeah. This too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Noreen's great. You can look her up online. If you YouTube her, she was on every conceivable media outlet in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there's lots of stuff. But with psychic detectives, even ones that are really well recognized, I you really do need to stay skeptical. Mm-hmm. So in doing all that research, I tried to truncate it down as best as I could. But some things to keep in mind are inaccurate information. So mm-hmm. people go on a show and they just say something that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Or maybe someone says a whole bunch of information and maybe one or two pieces are really compelling and amazing. But there's all this stuff that's just fake. Yeah. Then also vague. And I, you do see this sometimes on TV, but especially when people go back and recount uh, there's a sense of, well, they're near water. Yes. Well, if this murder happened in California, yeah. it's a coastal state. Right. They're probably by water. Right. I mean, there's well, water everywhere under the ground. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, right now we're by water bottles. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be a hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And then also doing research is the big one. Is this something that people said were ne- was never released publicly, but a reporter mentioned it in one of the early... Right. Articles. Right. Is this something where they went into town and just like asked around and snooped? Mm -hmm. Now, Noreen was based in different states during a lot of this. And it was the 80s and 90s. But like it's still conceivable that you can Mm -hmm. you could still call a records office. Mm -hmm. The other thing, too, and I don't think this is brought up enough, is just educated guesswork. Yeah. So when you're a a police officer, you can't be like, well, it was definitely the spouse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like a psychic could say that. Right. That's probably pretty accurate. Right. Right. That's a general rule of thumb now. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like just like it's this. And then the other two things are confirmation bias. So people, they get all this information and then they're like, oh, well, yeah, that that match because you want to feel successful. Mm -hmm. And the last one is luck. Right. 400 cases. Maybe she just got really lucky. Right. But there's two things I want to read off of Wikipedia that mm-hmm. I think are going to really kind of speak to your spirit, Vicky. Okay. <laughs> and, and I'm just saying they are directly off Wikipedia because I thought they were really well written and they were well sourced. Okay. So I wasn't going to try to rehash something as my own. And I'm just going to tell you it's from Wikipedia. That's fair. <laughs> totally fair. Um, so it's from the Psychic Detective page. And the first one says... Following the disappearance of Elizabeth Smart on the 5th of June, 2002, the police received as many as 9,000 tips from psychics and others crediting visions and dreams as their source. Mm -hmm. Responding to these tips took many police hours, according to Salt Lake City Police Chief Lieutenant Chris Burbank. Yet, Elizabeth Smart's father, Ed Smart, concluded that the family didn't get any valuable information from psychics. Smart was located by observant witnesses who recognized her abductor from a police photograph. No psychic was ever credited with finding Elizabeth Smart. What do you think mm-hmm. of that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, <laughs> yep. Well, well, I think that's like the concerning yeah. part. I think you're right. If someone reaches out to someone for a service, that's one thing. Yeah. But 9,000 thousand tips yeah you just i mean you're talking about a lot of wasted resources a lot of wasted time yes. because they they are going to explore all of that right like mm-hmm. they're when well, you're getting tips in we hope 
We hope. They yeah. said they did. It doesn't happen. We'll hope. Yeah. 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 But like realistically, when you're getting that amount of tips in, you do want to, if you can, explore everything, oh, yeah. everything yeah. that comes in. And it does cause this backlog that could potentially delay things in a, right. any case. Well, and also I think that a lot of time, you could always argue like, well, is this person actually psychic or are they trying to give the information this way? And uh, like, I think that there's ways you could say like, this could be a really legitimate tip, even if we don't believe in psychic abilities, mm-hmm. like we should mm-hmm. still listen and investigate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then the other one that I think is for me, always the classic example of, yeah. Um, many prominent police cases often involving missing persons, this is the quote, um, <laughs> have received attention from alleged psychics. In November 2004, purported psychic Sylvia Brown told the mother of kidnapped victim oh, Amanda Barry, yes, <laughs> who had disappeared 19 months earlier, she's not alive, honey. Brown oh, also <laughs> right. Brown also claimed to have had a vision of Barry's jacket in the garbage with DNA on it. Barry's mother died two years later, believing her daughter had been killed. And they specifically cite that that public appearance. Barry was found alive in May 2013, having been kidnapped, uh, having been a victim of kidnap. Yep. And I think mm-hmm. that for me is the really like. I hate Sylvia Brown. Like she, <laughs> she is, okay, so yeah, a questionable figure. Right? She, yeah, yeah, she's one of those that really abuses the shit out of. Well, she's dead now. Claiming, well, dead. Claiming <laughs> to be a psychic medium. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to. Is she the one who has a son that also is a medium? There's an. Yes, I want to say her son also like kind of took over for mom yeah. in like the psychic medium. It's inherited shit. Vicky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It obviously <laughs> it's like sciatica. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is one of the, I think this is the reason that I will not fully subscribe to any of oh, this because it is it can be so that's really fucked up. Oh yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you can you can be either comforting where it's like yeah. they're in a better place, there's hope, there might still be out there. Mm-hmm. But if you're just like, nah, they're straight up dead. So did she stop looking? Did they stop the investigation? And And also in a public setting. Yes. To be like told like your child is dead in a public media setting where I I, I think the dynamic of had that been in private compared to had that been in public. I think a lot of my feelings about that would still feel be the yeah. same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But it's very different, especially for that person, because obvious because there would be a sense that this person is not manipulating this for their personal gain. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if it's in private for free or for a nominal fee, I still may not agree with that, but it's not yeah. quite at the same level for me. Yeah. I think no. also too that would change the course of investigation, mm. which might yeah. also miss things. So yeah. like now you're thinking about if the police were really going to heavily investigate that avenue, like, okay, well, Mm -hmm. we're looking for someone who's deceased, right? So then you wouldn't actively be thinking about eyewitness accounts of this person. Right. Because we're looking for her. I'm looking for a corpse. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is different than a living person. And I think even just something you brought up, which I think is so smart is just a sense of, it's like, did I show up to the party or was I invited? Yeah. Yeah. So, because I do believe, like, if I'm a if I have a family member and I like I'm a victim to a tragic situation, mm-hmm. and we're two years into the case and yeah. it's cold, and I'm like, I really want to do this. I really want us to try. Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing. Yeah. yeah. Like when I think back to the Noreen Rainier, like two years later, the family's like, we really want to do this. 
we don't have any ideas. They go and they personally contact that person. Yeah. When you're 9,000 people calling Salt Lake City. Right. And we're in the midst of, you know, where time is so, like every minute is yeah. so precious. That's where I start to really have an issue. Yeah. I think, and and that's an interesting thing too, because like, I think you should try everything, right? Oh, yeah. As, like you said, especially your two years, some cases, three, four, five, yeah. six, 20 years down the line. Mm-hmm. I understand a person like, wanting to explore every avenue yeah. and I, that's totally cool like yeah totally fine but i also think there is you almost have to be a little more careful about that because by that point you're in a state where it's like any little mm. scrap of anything yeah, yeah. you're gonna hold on to and yeah. it makes it easier and i think just in general for people who go see like psychics or mediums yeah. or anything regularly mm-hmm. it's easier to overlook all of the stuff that is not a hit Oh, yeah, in lieu a, yeah. of the stuff that may sound correct or may like you know what i mean like it's easier mm-hmm. to overlook a lot of the stuff that's like okay well this is not really well it's even like anything you when know you think back to like a relationship from your mm-hmm. past it's easy to remember all the really great times yeah. or uh, kind of keeping things in a morbid place like when you're at someone's funeral mm-hmm. you're like oh my goodness i remember all those great christmases we spent together but you don't necessarily remember all the negative things. Right. So like right, right. when I do readings, a lot of times people will take notes. I'll even like offer that as a service where I will type notes and send it to you afterwards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it lets me work on my writing skills. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think for me, anything within the kind of the mystical new age area, I think it's a great compliment, but mm-hmm. it should never be a substitution. Mm-hmm. I am not a lawyer. I am not a doctor. I'm not an accountant. There are many things I am not. Yeah. But I can be here to help you in a way that can be enjoyable and entertaining and supportive and spiritually mm-hmm. very rewarding. But that is not a substitute for other mm-hmm. things. Yeah. I do not think a psychic detective is a substitute for police work. Right. But if you're right. two years in and that's where you're at and that's what you need as a family to kind of because the other thing too is maybe for them it's like I just need to feel like I've tried everything. Yeah. And after we've yeah. done yeah. that. I'm going to have some peace knowing, like, you know what? We called in everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, I respect that. But I think it's so sensitive. Yeah. Because, like, the 9,000 calls telling someone that their kidnapped daughter is dead. Right. These are really egregious moments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But for other families, you know, it was very successful. Yeah. But it was also used in compliment and not as a distraction or an impediment of justice yeah Mm -hmm. which frankly is what we run into a lot a lot a lot a lot with in various investigative techniques where it's like lie detectors for instance right they are not accurate (laughs) they're not good but they are a useful tool in an arsenal of an investigation Mm -hmm. right they're not necessarily the evidence but like they may be able to help you point in the right direction you know um, I also want to say I think that's why I appreciate mm-hmm. the way that you operate is because you're much more like realistic, like yeah. you're much more practical oh, yeah. about what you do and mm-hmm. what you don't do and what you oh, offer yeah. and what you don't offer. And and when I sit down to do readings with people, I will be very clear with them. Yeah, like they will. They might ask like if someone was to ask me like a medical question. Yeah, yeah. I'd say go to a doctor. <laughs> well, and, and normally like if I'm in person, like I'll try to like lighten the mood mm-hmm. a little bit. So I'll say. You know, I have a deal with my doctor that they don't read tarot. 
and I don't provide medical advice. <laughs> yeah. So I, I try to really honor that. Yeah. And I try to line and say, you know, there can be a spiritual aspect to wellness, mm -hmm. but it's not medical. Right. And if yeah. you want, right. we could pull like a single card for something that kind of goes into an overall support structure, mm -hmm. but it's not medical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And for some people, that's what they want. You know, sometimes you see that you pull a card like six of pentacles and it's like, you know what? Really work on accepting helping, help from people. There are a lot of people around you who really want to help, and it's okay to accept their help. They're here to love you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm fine with something like that. Right. But I'm right. not going to be like, um, let's talk about the second opinion you got. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. That is not, not for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's interesting. And I also think with family, something that I hadn't thought about till I started doing the research is how comforting it can mm. be for them. Mm -hmm. And for some families, it's kind of that element that bring helps bring closure or insight or whatever. Or for some people, can bring media attention in a really positive way, yeah. Yeah. but can also bring media attention in a really negative way. Yeah. Um, so it's it was more complex than yeah. I was expecting. Yeah. 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 So I had a lot of fun researching for you gals and listeners, especially yeah. our old listeners. That was <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was great. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. Um, I always am excited about any opportunity to talk about psychic mediums, yeah, spirituality, because yeah, yeah. as you know, I'm just like not totally <laughs> on board all the time. But I think you have to have yeah. open dialogue yeah. with people, mm -hmm. yeah, right? Yeah. And I think that's what's great about shows like this is it's not about agreeing or disagreeing. It's about like, yeah. well, how do we have a conversation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which a lot of people have kind of forgot how to do nowadays. Oh my God, tell me about it. You know? Yeah. But I think like that's the, that's the cornerstone of like good... That's good living, you know, like being yeah. able to like disagree and explore and yeah. get to some of that. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely have healthier relationships with the people that I can converse with. Just gonna throw that out there. Yeah, put that into yeah. the universe as a manifestation moment. Um, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Any questions before I go into my plug of Palooza? No. <laughs> oh, before you do that, oh, yes, yes, yes. Before you do that, mm -hmm. um, oh. if <gasps> maybe before you, yes. I don't know. <laughs> get your tarot card reading or call a medium maybe check out this podcast mm -hmm. yes hello this is margot d of the not fade away podcast this is the show that talks about folks from the music world who are no longer with us we're talking about singers musicians songwriters composers if they made a mark on the world of music we will talk about them past and future episodes include jim morrison Aaliyah, john belushi kurt cobain tupac and jerry garcia you can find us wherever you get your podcasts under the name Not Fade Away Podcast and follow us on all of our social media channels as well under Not Fade Away Podcast. And if you have any comments or suggestions for future episodes, send an email to notfadeawaypodcast at gmail.com. Hope you check us out. Thanks so much. Okay, so that has been our show. Now, Mr. Jacob, please. Plug away. Plug away. Tell okay. us where we can find you. So if you want to follow me, the only social media I do is Instagram, and it's at Hell Mayfield yes. Magic. <laughs> May like the month, feel like a field of flowers, at Mayfield Magic. You can also go to my website, mayfieldmagic.com. Um, I do events in the Chicagoland area. I also do travel kind of within the Midwest nationally a little bit, but I also do readings online. Ooh. So if you kind of like my vibe, you know, kind of realistic, Mystic. Ooh, you know, like yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's pretty good. If yeah. that's, you can use that. Is that on a trademark? Probably <laughs> the whole Sorry. Um, <laughs> but if you book an online reading with me, I do have a special coupon code for bad taste Ooh. listeners. Ooh. When you go to checkout, coupons. Go to the coupons <laughs> and just type bad taste, 
all in caps, and you'll yes. get 15% off your reading. <gasps> nice. And it. we will be sure to put all of that in our notes at the oh, bottom of the episode, awesome. give you links and everything. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Oh, that was so, it was so fun. So delightful. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, Bye. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> and Jacob just ran out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> scuttle, scuttle, scuttle. He evaporated. There's ectoplasm <laughs> everywhere. Honestly, if we could always do a show where I literally have to do no work and just show up, you're like, this is good. Choice. Noise. Choice. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that um we have any events really coming up. No, um, currently. No. Yeah, no, no, no. No, we don't really have too much going on. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I think, I now is a good time to put in the warning that we are not going to be recording in October, which means nothing will be releasing in November. So yes. just a heads up, November we're going to take off, Break and we'll be time. back in December <laughs> just in time for the holidays. Mm-hmm. The holidays. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Only you will um, time greetings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Do you have anything? To close, do no. you have anything to close? Um, just looking forward to seeing you in the future. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, then with that, our sound and editing is by Tiff Fullman. Our music is by Jason Zakshevsky, the Enigma. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to warn you about that. This, <laughs> this has been the Bad Taste Crime Podcast. We will see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>